Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula, Anna Bellinghausen. Joining me here today on a it's Wednesday, right? Still Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Okay. Just making sure something. Sometimes the weeks get away from me. Uh, I want to tell you about our friends over there at Rock Rook Camera. They are not just about selling you a camera. They're about trying to help you become the best and a, the best photographer you can be for whatever that means for your life, whether you're just recording your memory your memories and sharing your life with others, or if you're trying to be a professional photographer, Rockbrook Camera has you covered. They've got support after the sale, uh, including monthly classes to help you learn all the things you need to know. They also have the latest technology, such as mirrorless cameras, uh, to get you going. You can trade in your old gear to upgrade, or if you're just trying to rent something for um, a special occasion or to try something out, they've got an extensive rental department as well. Check them out, rockbrookcamera.com, or go to their one of their two locations, Omaha 168th and Center, or Lincoln 70th and Pioneer. Um, wanted to get to another thing that I saw in uh, the NBA last night, and you know, I, I, I'm not generally an NBA preseason, you know, I'm not one of those people. Um, I do love the NBA. And sorry, I got something in my eye here. I don't know what's happening. Uh, if you see me blinking a lot on camera, that's what's, <laughs> that's what's going on here. Um, the, uh, you know, there's, I'm, I'm not a huge NBA preseason guy. I don't think you get a ton out of it. But um, last night, Dylan Brooks, who is not one of my favorite people on the planet in, uh, in terms of NBA players, got ejected for um, punching another player in a place you should not punch people. Shouldn't punch people at all, but there's uh, some particularly sensitive areas that Dylan Brooks uh, chose to punch there. Um, I, he, I don't like to use the word hate very much. Dylan Brooks really tests my patience with that. Um, him and Patrick Beverly are both like <laughs> right there. And, you know, so I, and I was trying to figure out why he bothers me so much. Um, and I think I, I think I landed on this idea that he sort of lets his, we'll call it chippiness, to be kind to him. Uh, I, think he, I think he let those guys let that define who they are as basketball players. And it really frustrates me because obviously Dylan Brooks, Patrick Beverly, whoever – had some level of skill set to get to where they are. You know, you don't get, you know, Dylan Brooks went to Oregon. You don't go play Power 5, or, yeah, Power 5 college basketball. Um, you don't end up in the NBA if you don't have some level of skill, right? And I, I think sometimes these guys sort of lose the thread of what got them there. It's like, yes, they have an edge and they're competitive. And, but I don't remember Dylan Brooks being like this at Oregon. Maybe I just missed it, right? But... I, it's not like I pay. I paid a ton of attention to Memphis Grizzlies basketball more so than I did Oregon or now with the Rockets with with Dylan Brooks. And I, I just I get really frustrated because it seems like this happens not just with guys that are 
chippy, borderline dirty. But it, I feel like it happens not just with basketball, but kind of a lot of things, right, where people misidentify what is leading to success or they misidentify what they're seeing or, um, or they don't really – they think something is happening for a certain reason – and that's really not what's happening. And for Dylan Brooks, I think he thinks that being chippy, borderline cheap is what keeps him in the NBA. It's like, no, you're a six-six guard that is, you know, reasonably athletic. You play hard. You're a pretty decent shooter, and you can defend pretty well. Like that's what keeps you in the NBA. Obviously, being competitive is a part of that. But you know, like you're not in Memphis anymore because of the crap, right? Like that's why they moved on from you because of all the crap. And so. You know, I think they see guys like Dennis Rodman or Draymond Green and say, oh, well, he did it this way. It's like, no, those are two of the most elite defenders this game has ever seen. Draymond Green is a wizard, like an actual genius passing the basketball. That's why he's in the league. It's not because he, you know, swipes at LeBron while he's standing over him or that he gets all these technicals or whatever. Like, he's in the league despite all that crap rather than because of it. And... I don't know, I just feel like we see this all the time where guys don't even understand the reason they got where they are. And it is, I think it's one of the things that drives me the most crazy about sports is, and maybe it comes down to a self-awareness thing. Like I'm, a, I'm very big on self-awareness and these guys just don't seem to have it at all. I mean, does that make any sense? No, I understand where you're coming from. And, I mean, there's other examples that come to mind. I know we talked before the show about mm-hmm. Barry Bonds. And while that's a different reason with the steroids, you can't deny that he was an amazing athlete, right? Sure. And, and plate discipline and, and everything like that and the power. but And people just see him and they go, oh, steroids. Right. right. And there's different lenses to look at it. I mean, examples that come to mind of that you know chippy behavior, that attitude, that – fans sometimes don't enjoy at least opposing fans don't enjoy sure, I yeah. mean, Christian Leitner Grayson Allen two big examples in in college basketball yeah. that that just had that attitude that I mean in the Christian Leitner era I mean tell me if I'm wrong but he was kind of one of the first people to really be more outspoken in that college basketball realm and really show his emotions on the court yeah. and, and be that kind of chippy attitude player and, and do dirty things once in a while on the court that, you know, got him in, in some bad light. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that denies the fact that he's a great ball player, still had a, I mean, not the most amazing, but a good NBA yeah, career. Yeah, long NBA career. Yeah, had a long NBA career. I mean, Grayson Allen still going, just got traded. And I mean, in football, Johnny Manziel comes to mind too, sure. right? Like yeah. a guy that was painting in a bad light probably for for some good reason obviously if you watch a documentary <laughs> yeah. there there is some mental health reasons there and issues there that but you couldn't deny that Johnny Manziel was a phenomenal athlete yeah had talent he had talent right, right? whether or not he chose to use that's up to him but I, I think there is merit to what you're saying Ravi and in the fact that all the off the court stuff does affect your performance but you can't you can't stray away from like you said, what got you there, that, yeah. that God-given talent, that that's something you can't replicate. But I think it gets clouded in how athletes portray themselves, whether they're speaking out on a press conference or they're tweeting something or every they athlete, shouldn't be tweeting Yeah, every after athlete a has game. a podcast now, right? Right, like, and yeah. stuff like that. It's just you should express yourself and you should use your platform, but I think you also have to understand that it does affect your – affect the way you're probably your teammates view you 
maybe fans view you but if you stay true to your values and and how you play I think that's fine and maybe sometimes the media does paint people in bad lights that don't deserve it so I think it, it there's give and take there Dylan Brooks definitely deserves it, by the way. But uh, <laughs> he did something outwardly, right? Yeah, you can't spin that one way or right, the other. Yeah, and he's got a, he's got a history of it, right? But Johnny Manziel is an interesting one that I hadn't thought of because he has he probably thought the reason he was successful was like his swagger and his confidence, and obviously that bled into all areas of his life, right? But in order to do what he did with literally no practice and no preparation whatsoever Mm -hmm. he had to be not only a really high level athlete but he had to process the game in a way that really allowed him to be successful without having done his homework basically and so for him to be able to be that successful without doing any of the work if he had actually done the work when he got to the NFL, it kind of makes you wonder, like, how good could he have been? I think about that all the time. Right? Like, if he picked up the playbook, for example, right, and, or, and read some plays. And, or watched any film, and, right? Yeah, and watched any film and, and you know, didn't show up to practice or games hung over like the documentary mentioned. Right, right? Like, yeah. How good could he have been? We don't know that. Yeah. But his heart wasn't in it, and that's – which is totally fine, All right? All that like, was written. If that's if that's what's best for his for his life, like cool, I gotta have an issue with that. But you know, it does where where it bothers me is is guys like Dylan Brooks that we mentioned, like Patrick Beverly, or you know, like there's this this is kind of a different take on it. But you know, we had this whole generation after Michael Jordan of guys just wanting to play ISO basketball, right? Like mm-hmm. go one on one, which. Listen, Michael Jordan did plenty of, especially early in his career, but it does kind of ignore how some of the game shifted as he, you know, as Phil brought in the triangle and stuff like that. Not that he wasn't still a ball-dominant guy, but you had this whole generation of, like, your Tracy McGrady's and your Vince Carter's and your Kobe Bryant's and all these guys who were so ISO ball-dominant type guys and not really realizing that, like, yeah, that's how Michael Jordan did it, but that's not necessarily what made him special. That was just kind of the method of it, right? Mm -hmm. Steph Curry is another good example, right? You have all these guys wanting to shoot the ball from 30 feet now. It's like, okay, first of all, Steph Curry is a unicorn. Yeah. Like, I know we usually talk about unicorns with like seven footers that have ball skills and stuff like that. Steph Curry is as much of a unicorn as anybody. And it's not just that he shoots the ball from deep. It's all of the other things about his game that make him special. But now you shoot a guy from, you see a guy shooting from 30 feet, and you're like, oh, it's another Steph Curry. And it's like, <laughs> no, you don't understand what's happening here. So I don't know. I, I think it's just, it's a super frustrating thing about the way I process sports. And hopefully, I don't know, hopefully Dylan Brooks can stop hitting people in the goods and, and we'll, we'll have a nice, <laughs> nice, successful NBA season here. Uh, coming up next, we are going to talk to our friend Avery Howard. Uh, she was at Summit League Media Days with Anna, and we will uh, probably talk a little Husker football with her as well. Coming up next on Herd at Sports Radio.